Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com backslash themoviegang. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. That's www.audibletrial.com backslash themoviegang. The following audio may contain coarse language and other material that may not be suitable for a younger audience. Viewer discretion is advised. Also, we may spoil anything and everything, so you have been warned. I'm Jack Newman. I'm Sarah Becker. I'm Ben Howarth. I'm Peter Dancy. I'm Trevor Flynn. I'm Jenna Daggett. And I'm Bobby Pike. And welcome to the Movie Gang Podcast. How are you guys doing this week? I'm really impressed that we got that on the first go. I'm just saying. (laughs) All of us showed up for this one. That was impressive, yeah. Apparently, apparently Beauty and the Beast, like the numbers that it's getting... Oh, that's a terrible transition. Um, (laughs) Apparently, Beauty and the Beast... You tried. I tried. Among cast members, like the rating... Not ratings, but... Oh, man, I'm really dying here. (laughs) No one save him. Beauty and the Beast isn't, like, the best for box office titles. It's easier for Kong, I feel like. A lot of people are like, it's a beast at the box office. Right. Like they're really they're really trying hard. It's not <laughs> it's like it's a it's a beast. It's beautiful how it's, well it's doing. It's ma- ma- magic weekend. You know, Honestly, like, they yeah. should just say nostalgia strikes again and just be done with it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's oh, call it what yeah. it is. <laughs> <laughs> just, just give up and give all your money to Disney cuz you're going to <laughs> And because you've been doing it already, so why, so what's 10 more dollars? Oh exactly. my god. Well, if you can't tell this week, we're going to be talking about Beauty and the Beast, which is is the latest Disney nostalgia reboot featuring Emma Watson and Dan Stevens. Um, I'm just going to do the uh, rundown that Peter kindly provided today, Bell. And, and this is the other thing, too, is looking for synopsis for Beauty and the Beast is actually sort of hard, <laughs> disturbingly. <laughs> no, yeah, everyone I just knows. I, I defy this. Like, when yeah. people know the story, like, inherently, like, when they write a synopsis about it, they tend to include weird-ass shit. Like, <laughs> I, I've noticed that, like, also the same for, like, real-world stories. Like, it'll just be, like, in 1955, uh, Richard and Mildred Loving. I'm like, we don't need the whole story. Just like, right. And and then they'll like leave out like really important details. Like I read a synopsis the other day that just didn't include the fact that Beast was a beast. <laughs> and I know it's like I know it's like very imperative. Like she falls in love with a dangerous person. I was like a dangerous person. What are you even talking about? Sorry. What's going on? Belle is a bright, beautiful, and independent young woman is taken prisoner by a beast in its castle. In its ca- it's oh my god. Despite her fear, she befriends the castle's enchanted staff and learns to look beyond the beast's hideous exterior, allowing her to recognize the kind heart and soul of the true prince that hides on the inside. Oh, man. Can you narrate my life sometime, please? Yeah, yeah, I got it. (laughs) And Jenna went to the store and picked up condoms and milk. It was uninteresting. That's the first thing you go for. But very sexually relevant. (laughs) Like, very very specific. It was like, that's, there's nothing like a condoms and milk run at like 3 a.m. And like, you go to the checkout and the person's just like, God fucking damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Important important question, though, about the milk is it whole milk, 2% or fat free? It's 2%. 
two percent. I used to do skim, but my doctor told me that like I wasn't gonna win any bets by skipping on milk. He's like, it's probably just healthy that you drink fucking milk and like actually diet, Jack. Um, Especially because there's more sugar in the skim. Milk is milk, not your so. my 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 doctor is an asshole, and I love him. Like he he is just an asshole. He's like, Jack, you fat fuck, lose weight. <laughs> it's, it doesn't help that he's like known my dad forever. So it's like it's just yeah, it's not it's yeah. It's okay. <laughs> He's actually wonderful. I, I recommend anyone go to him. He's not that mean. <laughs> Sorry, this is, this is not, a great, this is not great advertisement for him. <laughs> let's talk about Beauty and the Beast, guys. Yes, what let's. Let's say? talk about the movie. <laughs> uh, let me go ahead. I'm actually going to go ahead and sound off. Let's go ahead and start with a positive opinion, and I know this is going in, but uh, uh, Sarah, you loved Beauty and the Beast. Or, or I, love, I don't mean to put words into your mouth. Like, go ahead yeah, and tell love us. Love is a strong <laughs> word. I recognize that it wasn't great, but I thought they did some things really well, which leads me to place it more positively than negatively. I freely admit the nostalgia hit me real hard, and that's that's just a thing that oh. happened. I really like the racial diversity in the cast. We can talk about the sexuality diversities i think you say you said they didn't handle it well i thought for the first time that they actually kind of tried something they did a pretty good job oh i definitely admit that they tried something i whether or not it works isn't necessarily their (laughs) fault it's it's messing with the sexuality of a villain is is inherently tricky (laughs) and then and then retconning him to make a villain so that they can escape the existing problem um, yeah. I'm not. I'm not saying it's not bad that they tried. I'm saying like it, 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 it's mixed up. I will say it's nice to know that we both kind of came back from like like I don't think it's as bad as I did when I right after I first saw it, um, and I don't think you think it's as good as right after you first saw it. No. Which is which is probably better than like than like me getting on a cast like literally thirty minutes after I watched Batman v Superman, which was a problem. Um, but but again, I think I think one of the th- yeah, yeah I, we're gonna hold it. I know I hold it against myself forever. So you guys don't even have to do anything anymore. Um, but I do think one of the issues for this film specifically is that like. I tend to hate a film that gets me and that, and that not gets me, but like catches me with the nostalgia. And I recognize my, in, it, in myself that first couple of bars in the movie, like that first scene. And as actually Trevor, like wrote a whole article about it and, and you can go see that right now on tuscanshed.com backslash blog. Um, within, within our own show. Right, right, right. I know. Shameless plug is shameless. Uh, <laughs> I'm totally, I'm all for it. No, no, no. Yeah, no, I know. I just, we, we need go. Go do all of our stuff, everyone. <laughs> the uh, but one of the things is uh, that for those first couple of bars hit, and it comes in, and there's a shot of the rose growing on the gates, and I'm just like, "Holy fuck, I'm here for this!" Fuck, yeah. <laughs> like it has it has that classic those classic Beauty and the Beast bars, and you're like, "Fuck, this is Beauty and the Beast." Fuck me, fuck, 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 and then it has this super awkward dance intro. <laughs> Like, yeah, I didn't really enjoy that. <laughs> and the beast is like really like creeping on like a room full of girls. It's just like a whole thing. Like <laughs> I, I, I don't I don't know what's going on. What did you guys think of that? With that makeup, that opening, 
that opening scene <laughs> that that opening scene was like was like one was like one of the first was like one of the first few scenes in uh in, in, in Emperor's New Groove when Cusco was just going down the line of of like no 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 but instead of it being humorous it was just like oh boy yeah it doesn't really come it's back like, this is a harem like it never becomes a problem again that, that's like a, a characteristic that he has when she meets him as the beast that he's just like ever <laughs> it's kind of. It's kind of like a little bit almost like a real, and let's not even get into the character of the Enchantress being an actual character. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but, but one of the, well, we'll get into it. Eventually. She wasn't an ugly old lady. She was a pretty old lady. She's a pretty old lady. <laughs> 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 it's like, <laughs> it's like oh, it's, now I feel like a dick for being an asshole. Like, great. <laughs> I wish I knew she was pretty. No, I was like, I was like, shit. what's the moral of the story? Like, you know, if you're an asshole, some crazy old lady's going to come and turn you into a fucking lamppost. <laughs> Which also, like, I did appreciate they tried to retcon a few things. The one retcon that did work was they were like, but again, I guess this is a thing, it's just a whole different matter, we'll talk about it later, but like, they did have this one thing which I liked where they were like, the reason, and this always bothered me as a kid, the reason no one remembers the castle is it's part of the spell. It's like a memory loss spell as well. Which I thought was nice. The part that didn't work for me at all is they tried to retcon why it's okay for her to uh, turn all the servants into animate objects. And they're like, well, we probably shouldn't have made him such a, should have told him he was a dick. Like, well, that's not your fault. No. He's <laughs> just an asshole. Like, I mean, you can try, but like, no, yeah. dad should have been turned into a <laughs> lamp, not you. Yeah, <laughs> they could like, try, but it's like, do you want to be fired? Do you want to be out of a job? Yeah, it's yeah. just like, wait, you're the servant girl. Like, what the fuck were you going to do? Like, right, like, right. You, you're the one who does. Are you really going to tell the prince, also, hey, you're kind of a dick. The harpsichord is, for Christ's sake, how is he reculpable? Yeah. <laughs> or or <laughs> right, for like that a matter. Or a dog. Yeah, like the dog should have told me. The dog. Dog. <laughs> well, I mean, I think. The dog all of a sudden turns into Lassie and just starts barking. It's like, what? boy what happened bark 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 oh maybe i should stop being such an asshole sorry yeah did anyone else find the wardrobe uh, like some of the uh, we'll get uh, i'm already ahead of myself i'm jumping around did not around too much let's go ahead and focus on like kind of some of the overarching plot mechanics and one of the things that i wanted to say ben is that i saw i see your point about saying that there are some retcons but for me i always felt like there needed to be a lot more retcons in terms of why she falls in love with beast and those are absent for me in terms of like worthless retcons like i'm not saying that like i'm not saying that like the castle isn't an important retcon that's stupid that no one knows the castle's there it is stupid but like that's not an important story plot to me like people can just know it it gets it gets to the core of like star wars problem yeah nerds have talked for years about like why did they have a flaw in the death star but does it really matter like no it doesn't really yeah. matter but like it's why it's we kind of neat that they explained it away but like it doesn't ruin star this is how we this is how we end like, up with like a whole movie about it it's like, <laughs> exactly where it's like that wasn't the point <laughs> I don't know if this is okay, but whatever. Whatever. I mean, but, but my bigger point is like there are so many issues with the original Beauty and the Beast, and that's not to say it's not a timeless classic, but there is issues with the Stockholm syndrome and a lot of other elements. And I mean, he just he you know he kidnaps a girl, and then they fall in love while <laughs> she is still kidnapped. Like that is just a thing. Like, but can anyone really they, be in love when they're enslaved? That was a really um, poor attempt. I thought really poor attempt. Yeah, and it's also oh, yeah, super painful in context. Yeah. yeah, that was that was painful. And Does also, anyone want to give it credit for trying to address the? I mean, I think you could at least give Emma Watson's Bell credit, just in in terms of you know how much she was able to do as an actress to make her a little more 
independent. Yeah, I did think that. Really? I I thought there was a great moment at the... So when, you know, she's first captured and everything and she's brought to her room in the original Beauty and the Beast, Belle just throws herself on the bed and starts crying heavily. And instead, what Emma Watson's Belle does is she starts getting all the ribbons together to get herself the fuck out of the castle. And so I she at makes least her, yeah, liked how the dress, no yeah, less. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just liked how they. I mean, she at least uh, had more strength and independence in that moment. And instead of breaking down and being pathetic, she 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 dealt with it. And so I thought that was pretty positive. But overall, the movie. I mean, it's not like it rectified a lot of the problems. I can see where they were definitely trying to make it a um, a more female friendly movie. Um, and trying to eliminate a lot of the Stockholm Syndrome stuff that exists in the original, but it's not like they fixed it. It's still uh, problematic, yeah. but they they tried. So I, I think it's, my, I think my thing is a lot of this is is what I declare like nineties PC, which right. is addressing something but not fixing something. And, you know and I mean? adding my big problem is that they add so much that's totally unnecessary. When I don't think it's that hard to actually fix the problem. Like, why was it necessary to add this whole backstory about her plague mom and like all of this shit going on? And, also then, and also, I know they literally, fantasy, but like, they literally why is the two twelve hundreds plague suddenly in eighteen hundred right. France. That was just like, right, and it's not the plague. That's not when the plague was. You dickheads! <laughs> like, that's not, that's not when it was. It's like it's like seven hundred years earlier. You yeah. asshole! The whole plague mass thing. That's from like the twelve hundreds. Right? Not, yeah. not yeah. the same not so time much. period. Um, but you know, but. But then you also have like you know this whole thing where they literally add literally and it's, it, at first I was like oh you're dreaming there and then I was like no they bring the <laughs> rattle back literally he has teleportation powers yes like, that is a huge retcon well, that's they, not used at all and they also like, totally added in the new subplot that the beast's parent like father was abusive basically like his father was like a total dick which is a new addition and I kind of was bothered by it because it kind of takes the responsibility for being an asshole off the beast and it's just like well he was yeah, an asshole because right. he was raised to be an asshole and I was like well why can't he just be an asshole and that's why he it, was punished for being an asshole and like, why does the right, father like, like protect her and not tell this. yeah why does the father like not tell Belle that her mother died of of plague so furthermore why is it a problem they're clearly really close that's yeah. like i read a review talking about those additional scenes and you can see the director talking about starting to fill in the blanks starting being the key word <laughs> but um and they say that yeah it had a wedge between her and her there's a wedge they're like the best father-daughter. Yeah. I loved Emma Watson, Kevin Klein. They were adorable yeah, together. Yeah, there was no wedge yeah. there. I actually Kevin Klein back on screen. Like, come on. One, ahead, of, one of the things that I thought, like, why they made it an abusive father thing for the prince was um, they had to explain like why he was a good person at heart, but like why he was bad then. I think that's like where that came from. At least that was my like analysis was that they need to show like he was a good person. He just was raised wrong but he could like return to those roots when he fell in love and was enamored by this beautiful woman kind of thing. I guess Um, I just wish it was like a personal growth thing, you know? Like as opposed to like, as opposed to in the story where in the original it's just like the enchantress is a dick. (laughs) Well she cursed a 10 year old in the original. (laughs) Fucking 10 year old. It's definitely like (laughs) The issues, the the issues are there, like very different as opposed to these. They're like justifying things that don't need to be justified. Is my point? Yeah, and that's my big thing. Is that as retcon, also as like a retooling of it, it just seems very, very, very clunky. 
and like they're addressing problems that aren't the core problems of the original they're addressing the wrong things like you know it's cool that they add lefou but you're spending so much screen time with him and that's my big that and that's like the thing is like i have no issue with the existence of a, of a gay character and i think it's actually a great thing but we spend so much screen time on, on, on secondary characters. There's so much screen time on the father. There's so much extra screen time of explaining what was essentially like a 10 minute scene in the village. Not, not even 10 minutes or like, like three minutes in the village where everyone just called him crazy. Like they spend so much extra time in there that they could have been using to, that they desperately need to flesh out Bell's and the Beast's relationship that, that, and yeah, that's still, yeah. that still happens in montage. It's still a montage and it's still, weird. and I, and they're almost like, you can tell that they just didn't figure out what to do with that. And that's, and that's what kind of bothers me is they're like, they're like, it, it doesn't make it a better retcon because they're doing all these extra things and putting it into places that it doesn't need to be to fix the core story. And at the end of the day, I think a lot of the outside of like design, I mean, what we'll get into after this is like design well, and music and all they, the principles of what actually the reason people love beauty and the beast. But for me on a, on a purely story based level, they're not fixing core problems and, and they're adding a lot of things that to my mind are detracting from like the crisp fine narrative that was the first movie. Cause the first net movie is, crisp and like every every and, yeah go ahead ben and, and to, to speak of the christmas it kind of misses some of the really elegant moments uh, it, it totally misses why the moment where bell drinks the soup from the bowl is so good because in the original beast can't hold a spoon because his hands are fucking oh, crazy monster yeah. hands yeah and he could not hold silverware so he had to eat like an animal and that was part of his curse he had hands in this movie. Yeah. He could hold things. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he could totally have books. eaten with a fork rows. and spoon. He's picking up just everything. Yeah. Yeah. And the whole yeah. beauty of that scene in the original is it's the idea of compromise. It is a very classic idea, but it's the idea that a lot of relationships work because of, I understand you have this, I don't agree with that, maybe we can meet somewhere in the middle, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and then they just completely miss it to go, remember that scene where he drank from the bowl and how sweet it was? It was so like, funny. They miss why that was good in the first place. I don't know and what that well, accent was. They made was. it really creepy in this scene because they had them eating like tomato soup. So when he comes it up, he looks like, like, yeah. It looked like he murdered an animal. And you're like, wasn't it like souffle or something in the first one? Yeah, or like some sort of cream-ish? Yeah. Yeah. And it was like it was funny. Potatoes, it was fluffy. In the original. Yeah, he had, he had like a Santa Claus mustache. It yeah, was fine. It was now it's like, now it looks like he murdered a wild animal. Similarly, similarly, there's the scene where she gets hit with a snowball in the face and he clearly knocks her unconscious and it just cuts <laughs> away like it's a yes. joke. Okay, this, uh, speaking okay, of the snowball scene, so I have a, I'm not going to lie, I found related. that funny because it's happened to me getting hit square in the face with a snowball. I'm just like, I know what that feels like. Eh. Oh, have you, it, there's I, nothing worse than like being like, oh, this is cute and fun and you throw a snowball and you like get into it and then you like absolutely hurt somebody and then you're just like, there's no excuse for why you got into it like really into it and like nailed somebody like really hard <laughs> sorry did any of I, like, y'all see this movie in 3d no no i did not watch I it i actually because the snowball was actually kind of convincing <laughs> I yeah I, I will agree with <laughs> that I, <laughs> it looks it looked almost practical to me a little bit um which nothing in this movie is practical <laughs> so can we please the most obvious scene was we was be our Go ahead. Guest. what's up I'm what's sorry. up bobby oh can we please talk about lefou like I need to talk about Lefou. Uh, I, I mean, okay, well so let's talk. Well, yeah, let's go with let's go into characters, and then we'll and then we'll get into because I know the big thing that I want to deal with a little bit is uh, singing mm-hmm. and kind of design and kind of some of the other things because uh, I think that's an interest, more interesting conversation for Beauty and the Beast, particularly because I think that's why we all venerate the original a little bit as design. But uh, 
sorry, go sorry, go ahead. But yeah, let's talk about LeFou. Yeah, I mean, it's just this is the first character that Disney comes out and says this is an openly gay character. And I don't know what the rest of you guys thought, but I was severely disappointed. Not that I I really expected a lot from Disney to begin with, because trust me, my expectations went in really damn low. But he wasn't an openly gay character. I'm sorry, he He just wasn't. They just said that, and then they didn't put it in the movie. There was really no obvious indication. Um, No, no, it is obvious. It's obvious, it's just like... I would actually say that the bad thing was I was already going to be like Sulu, where it's like it was it could have been his brother being the husband character in Star Trek Beyond, but then later they said it's his husband, and never made a big deal out of it, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. They didn't, but like at least in this one, he was like flirting with Gaston the entire time. I, I would, I would and argue, dancing with a guy at the end. You know? I mean, like, it felt obvious. I, that did not. I do not think that was obvious. I really don't. I mean, if if you hadn't have read that he's supposed to be a gay character and you didn't pick up on the subtlety from no, the original, no, I would have picked it up from the get go. I disagree. I'm sorry, my boyfriend didn't get it. He did not get it until I told him in the car on the way home. I oh, no. personally can see both sides of it because because I, because I can because I can see someone who maybe did not who who maybe did not live in that one town in Alabama that decided to not show Beauty and the Beast. Oh my and, god! And so, or all of Malaysia. <laughs> Yeah. Oh god so, damn it. Well, oh no. Sharing no. It, you just have to be an adult. <laughs> oh my god. All of Malaysia is not showing. Sure so that's and so, the, that's the country we can And so see it's it. like I have a Malaysian friend who's pissed off about that. I mean, so it's like yeah. if you didn't if you didn't go into it knowing, oh, he's supposed to be gay, you could have honestly just interpreted like his extra little flourishes of just that's just who his character is, but not explicitly yeah. gay. But at the same time, I can definitely see how I can definitely see how it's like, no, yeah, there's there, like there, there's 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 some a little fruity about this one. Well, and no. the resolution of the whole thing was just so disappointing too, because they give you like a two second shot of him dancing with a guy at the very very end, but you don't get any sort of like closure on the situation. I mean, they do that big pan out to the full dance scene where you've got Belle and the Beast dancing and all the other courtiers there. And But you don't see LeFou and the guy he's supposed to be dancing with in that scene. They've just shown it to you, but they don't show it to you again. So it's like, ah, it happened, but it didn't really happen. I, kept I wish there that- had been more of a scene of LeFou mourning Gaston. That could have actually been pretty good. Yeah, it kind of goes no. like, yeah, I'm a good okay, guy. Okay, guys. But, you know, I, I, on, I, the other hand, on the other hand. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, take I did a, too, Jenna. I was with you moment. on that. That was no, like but, my my uh, expectations for Disney peaked at the moment when they showed him dancing at the end. Because I'm like, oh, this is it. Like, Disney's finally getting something. And then they just cut away. And then they cut away to all men and women dancing together. And I'm like, oh, well, my expectations were way too high. Like, that was I was being foolish uh, myself. Yeah. For, Here's for me, I, honestly, I would say my expectation peaked when, uh, when, when that, when that war, when, like during during the whole, like I guess, quote unquote, fight in the at the fight in the castle, and, the, and so the, and so the wardrobe turns like the three musketeer men into drag queens, and that one give like one, like one kind of gives her like, it. oh, Love you it. knew, and picks it, up his dress, turns around, and waltzes down the stairs, and she's like, yes, bitch, work. <laughs> <laughs> that was a better also, progressive scene because like, I always, say that, I've joked, I've always wanted to see that joke, and that was nice to see. And, and I, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Someone dressed as a woman and go wow and does anyone else find the dresser to be like when she opens up and talk like just to be like deeply disturbing yes <laughs> yes like like whenever like she talk i was like oh no 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 don't talk i can't handle it <laughs> I didn't disturbing i just found it weird and i was like why couldn't you just did what they did in the animated movie just giving her a face please right, i like, disagree really, i think it's just, she was the biggest problem aesthetic for me in the original i do like it better in this than i did in the original <laughs> she's still a problem character because she just doesn't it just doesn't translate well as opposed to though I'm not, we're gonna get into design a minute it's clearly i have a lot to say about design and i don't have a lot to say about this kind of 
of side gay character, which is which is an inherent <laughs> problem. Is about and this is be my problem with with adaptation and retconning characters into gay characters. I think it's and it's not silly that we don't add inclusion into things. It's silly to create characters because whenever we just add on gayness on top of a character that's not built from the ground up with that in mind like we end up with kind of something shoehorned into something else and it just doesn't end up being like really well it doesn't end up being true representation in my mind like it's a real double-edged like thing because on the one hand he was one of the most entertaining things about this movie for me right but on the other like i think you can only expect to get so much satisfaction representation wise from a side character and you end up anymore you, you end up with such a shitty you end up with such a shitty like Miss Potts LeFou moment where it's like he's not good enough for you honey and I'm just and that's that just like explaining shit. why he <laughs> changes sides and I was like who the fuck in the middle of this fight is going to change sides to the inanimate objects when they're like yeah. murdering his friends and I family I wouldn't say that he changed sides like right then and there. You kind of see the progression of him being like, maybe Gaston is an ass. No, I, I agree. I agree. I just like. It's just that that was like the moment. I, I'm guess. just saying, like, you know, especially. It like, steals focus from the climax. That moment, I I, I can agree at least, maybe. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, and, there's, and here's the other thing, too. Like, this movie wasn't necessarily, again, I was going to get back to design, which I really want to get into, goddamn it. <laughs> no, it's just, no, we'll get but, there. But I, I know, I appreciate it. But like, like you know, it still, like, this is one of the, uh, an amazing Disney moment where we're all like, you know, it's just such a funny design moment where all these inanimate objects are kicking the crap out of like, you know, dirty backwards rotten villagers, <laughs> which is what they're supposed to be. Um, but, you know, and it kind of, there's not very much of that. And that's what bothers me. And, we get there's like and it's almost like there's almost like a two minute clip two to three minutes of like this like this short seven minute scene where it's just like you know it's LeFou talking to Mrs. Potts and I'm just like and that and that's the whole thing it's it's like there's so much is shoehorned into this movie to fix problems that didn't exist this is the first time there's dead silence in the cast so people that need to be disagreeing with me or something sorry i don't know i'm, I'm not saying that lafu is it's inherently bad i'm saying that like it's it's not the best handling in this movie and and furthermore like with lafu specifically like i i like his inclusion i don't think it's bad i think it is i think it's definitely i, I disagree with bobby I, go ahead ben. Well, at least i don't uh... I don't disagree that it was handled poorly, but at least say that the making the food gate makes more sense to me because it is very similar to what they did in a series of unfortunate events for the mill episode where there's a running joke in the book where this guy refers to, there's two guys from the mill and one of the guys always calls him his partner. Right. And the joke is you don't know if he means business partner or romantic partner. Yeah. And they just make it a lot more obvious that they are a gay couple in the movie. Right. Lafu was always coded right. gay a little bit. Right. Like, and I think they just upped it to be more obviously gay, though clearly they didn't. I just, I just wanted more from it, I guess. If you're going to hang your hat like on it. coding not, is, is the way to go. I, I agree I, with that. Yeah, I just think if... And I agree that, yeah, like, the, the second they actually have a gay kiss on screen, I'll applaud them. <laughs> yeah, I know. Then yeah. I would have celebrated, and then I would have been like, yes, I, Disney's first gay character, go Disney, you actually did something right s- this time, but I just, I can't get on board <laughs> with them hanging their hat on this being like, no, first he, gay character, pat us on the back now. A, yeah, that, they do sound seen, like they're like fishing the, uh, for kudos. Hold on, hold on. No, 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 not everyone talking at once. No, no, stop it. Everyone stop. Go, Ben. Uh, there's a great documentary I made Sarah watch called The Cellular Closet. It's excellent. It's all about 
how gay characters were portrayed in media, and it's a very much an old school coded gay character. Still, I think is right. the problem. It's very I much, do strongly agree. You can agree read with it that. as gay, and you could if you're if you're paying attention. But if you're not paying attention, or you just aren't clued into it, or whatever, it can go right by and like, wait, that character's supposed to be gay, right. and that happened a lot with gay characters in the fifties. You're like, that character's supposed to be gay, and the writer's like, yeah, he's always supposed to be gay. Like it's kind of obvious, and you're like, you go back and you watch it, and like, oh, yeah, I guess it makes sense. Oh. Um, so that's like my problem. It's like this is a very old school style of doing gay, but you can have actual on screen. Yeah, it's more it's more out than than that is would be my would be Somewhere my argument. Between, I don't know. Would I don't think it's I don't think it's. But we I, all I agree. disagree that we like it, but that we don't necessarily. No, no, no. There's really no point here because we all said it's like it's not great. <laughs> it could have been better. Maybe I mean I mean maybe if they even like through like, throughout the movie in, like include included like what like random wandering glances between LeFou and and the guy who find out is totally going to be a drag queen in like three weeks just give him time to <laughs> <laughs> be on stage. He's in the final like, scene supposedly in drag. <laughs> Actually, yeah. I would have been totally on board with that. No, I'm totally joking. I have no idea. Um, but he could have been in there. I'm not going to scan the definitely. background. But you believe it. I know. <laughs> like, and that's the thing. Yeah, is like I that moment is just better. Is that and that that drag queen moment is better than all the Lefou scenes. Yes, and that's, I strongly and that's, agree. And that's the issue. And here's the other issue. Next week, I'm sure, like the Lefou scenes in this movie are gonna be great compared to whatever Power Rangers does. Okay, I am so ready. ready. I am so ready. My body is so ready for Power Rangers because, not going to lie, I've been spending, I've been spending I, whenever I can I'm for so, the past three days watching Power Rangers on Twitch. I'm on, on so, Twitch, I'm and so, so down for it. I'm, I'm ready. So ready. And this is the thing. I'm going to slam this movie hard at the end of when we get to things, and it's just going to be so hypocritical when I get to next week. And I just know oh, that trust the, me. the nostalgia yes. is going to get me, and I'm just going to be like, uh, and Sarah's just going to be like, I'm, you gave you gave Beauty and the Beast a four, and you gave Power Rangers like a six. You're a terrible person. <laughs> I don't know what I'll give it. I don't know. Wait, can I say one more thing about I, characters? I feel so bad it won't be on that episode. What's up? I have one oh, more yeah. gripe what, about character. One more gripe about characters, and then I will I will be done. But um. The prince is so unattractive. Like, what a letdown to have, like, Emma Watson oh, being so gorgeous. Is that true to the no. original film? Emma Watson is so gorgeous. And then the prince transforms, and he's more wow. unattractive wow. as a human than Dance. as a beast. Okay. I will no. say, whoa! Stevens like, is a, it, is a legitimately, I think, a legitimately cute slash attractive handsome guy. I'm just gonna the say though that, 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 that Jenna, Jenna Daggett would rather fuck the beast than 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 the man. I'm just Dude, saying. So no, Bell, she wanted to grow a beard and then he wait. growled at her. Oh, <laughs> that is the worst. She a furry. Katie visibly said, like in, the, in like I heard Katie like next to me go, "What the fuck?" So here's the thing about Beating the Beast: at every single time people make a Beating the Beast movie, there was it happened in the French one in the 40s, which everyone should watch. It happened in the animated one. It happened in this one. Whenever the the actual prince shows up, everyone is bummed out because he's just not as attractive as the Beast. Because the Beast has like personality and character sexual and tension the whole time, and sexual tension and he turns into always a pale white guy yeah and i love dan stevens i think dan a stevens pale is white crazy guy. attractive 
And if you watch the guests and don't think Dan no. Steves is attractive, you don't have eyes, in my no, opinion. No, okay. Because that man is gorgeous. Okay, I literally just said he's unattractive. This movie is literally playing with really, really Sam, dark... I, de- Jenna, you have to watch the right, right. I'm sorry. But you, I'm, I'm literally not, I'm literally not going to sustain... Look, everyone shut the fuck up because I'm not going to sustain this argument about whether or not Dan Stevens is hot. Everyone shut the fuck up. This does not matter. I'm not going to argue. Let's have a good argument about why everyone is actually secretly attracted to fucking the beast. Like that's a good argument to have on here. Not whether or not this man is attractive. I'm not gonna. Jack, honestly, I don't think we have enough time in this podcast to discuss that. <laughs> I, I just, yeah, that's everyone let's, is secretly let's, into beast. Let's join my friend's podcast for that episode. That'll be great for you, oh God, the yes. listeners of the Movie Gang podcast, which is definitely not off the rails. Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30 day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their services. I highly recommend that you go on there right now and for $5.95 or one free credit you can check out Beauty and the Beast. That's five hours and 17 minutes of an unabridged book by Elizabeth Rudnick and Disney Press and that's narrated by Jenna Ogden. I actually really like her voice. She's really she's really great. She did something else. What else did she do? I've listened to something recently that she did and I really really enjoy it. She can put you to sleep and that doesn't that doesn't that's the wrong thing to say. Not in a bad way. Uh, No 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 not in a bad way. She just very she's very like it's very like soothing it's very like yeah it's soothing and pleasant and you know and you can it's a great way for somebody to read you off to sleep with bestiality (laughs) i was trying to say don't make it sexual and you did it it's it's, it's impossible for me ben um to download your free audiobook today go to audibletrial.com backslash tuscan again that's audibletrial.com backslash tuscan for your free audiobook that's a free 30-day trial then keep it on there and you can help support the movie gang podcast if you want to head on over to the movie gang podcast backslash support us there's also a numerous amount of ways that you can on there uh, support us maybe head on over to amazon or try a three you can try a free seven day anime strike trial as well these are all the numerous ways that you can help the tuscan shed media network stay on the air uh thank you so much again our wonderful listeners and to audible.com okay good that's what we needed we needed a break we needed to have a a clean break so we can stop talking about bestiality and (laughs) dan stevenson's uh i actually forget his name i don't care see that's how much I don't care. Dan Stevens. I, I, God damn it. <laughs> I went, I'm in love with this man. I wanted to Jay, play James Bond. I have a problem. Okay. okay. Like, all right. You know, all right. All right. Like, but I do want to move on uh, kind of within the same vein with kind of the elements of this. One of the re- original things that for me that puts into the things, because we're going to talk about it. We're talking about a musical. You, we don't necessarily love the original story of the Beauty and the Beast. We make fun of it a lot in that retrospect. But what makes Beauty and the Beast so good and what makes it a timeless classic is the combination of of the music, the art, and the design of the piece kind of all strung together. It creates. It was one of these moments in cinema where it created a fabulous experience that people love to escape to and this idea of France that it essentially escaped to. Um, and I guess that's the thing is like for me, the true value of a Beauty and the Beast movie is in the design and in the music. And for me personally, I think it falls short in both categories. Should have seen it in 3D. God damn it. <laughs> the 3D does not improve it that much. I'm just going to say that, Sarah. I just, I, I mean, it's the same movie. It's just a little bit more bouncy or whatever. Bouncy. bouncy. It's round bouncy, bouncy. Exactly. I don't know. The money really? shot where he picks her up and twirls her and they're dancing. Exactly. That's bouncy. It's pretty good in 3D. She's, you know, okay. I'm not going to make 
I'm gonna make joke. a big I, joke. I, it's I, waiting I, there. It's so I know it's right there. Reach. It's right there. I just, I just, I, I, you softballed it in there, and I don't want to take it. I'm sorry. Damn it! Come Do on, it. that was a good one. It's a trap. It's bait, Jenna. It's low quality bait. <laughs> <laughs> it should be the title of this episode. Um. <laughs> I, I would agree with you, Jack, especially on the design elements. Uh, one of the reasons I love. 1946 Beauty and the Beast, the French one, is it has unbelievable design. Right. It is just an absolute gorgeous dreamscape. Uh, they create such a beautiful, languid world. The Beast is as good as they get in 1946. <laughs> I think they try. I, um, I actually think the Beast but, is one of the hallmarks of the best part of that design. I think the Beast's combination... I really like that and, one. Uh, well, no, I just think it's, it's like... It's a really. I, I get what you're saying, but I just think, you know, the way that he's still sexual as well as a beast, like it's, yes, it's really thought through. And I think that's and like, we're not supposed to enjoy it so much as it, it does things to your mind. And I, you still like, you still consider him a sexual animal and still see the person. And it's just such a great amalgamation. And I think that's a really good design element is to me is like the beast is like a triumph of design. And I think a lot of the other characters are more, you know, they, they, they couch them. I think I don't, I don't actually think I'm bugged too much by the beast. Um, I think I'm bugged because I think the CG in this movie is just flat bad. Um, I think there's a Agreed. way too much CG, and there's way too much CG for him as a character. And I think like the integration scenes with Belle when he's holding her hand are 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 just pretty bad all around. <laughs> um, when he lifts her up and stuff, and he just looks kind of a little bit more translucent as opposed to Belle. I think that's that's not great um uh, considering especially that 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 same moment was what wowed people about the animated one right. i mean i i did enjoy that moment as far as kind of what sarah was saying about the lights in the background and yeah it did look good in 3d but um yeah i don't know also just the wolves didn't look real at all no, right the wolves look so fake and that and that's the thing is that yeah. that's exactly that fight scene with the wolves and beasts, neither beasts nor the wolves look very realistic. <laughs> um, I, I mean, it gets better. Well, and go ahead, Ben. And it's just the thing when it's a cartoon, there are two cartoons dancing with each other. You know what I mean? And there just is a natural Whoa. issue your brain has when you know that it's a human dancing with a thing that's not yeah. there and talking to things that are not there. And I can just see Emma Watson in a lot of these scenes she does her best, but I, I just don't think she sells enough well, that I don't feel like she's, she's talking at a dude in a green with a lot of green. I, I think the most yeah. obvious when, when, when like Cogsworth like pushes a door open, I don't see Cogsworth pushing a door open. I see PAs with strings pulling a door open and her walking and then an animator putting him there. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't ever believe in the I thought and, the most obvious one was in the BR guest scene, which is, you know, yes. it's that yeah. it's the song everyone knows. It's the quintessential moment from the nineteen ninety one animated they, version. They set it up. And I mean they had they had so much that they could have done there, but it's like I, don't get me wrong. I love Emma Watson, but she just sat there with like a bemused look on her face the entire <laughs> yeah. time and none of it yeah. looked real. Her reaction didn't look real and it really exactly. pulled me out of the scene every time they'd cut to her staring at nothing because you knew and she that, was staring I mean, at yeah, nothing. I mean, I, 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 it, it felt very prequely where it was like a crazy things happening in front of yeah, you. Yeah, it was bad. I mean, I remember watching that scene and looking at the qual- and looking at the quality of like all the effects and everything with all, with all the dishes dancing and I, and I was just like, and I, and I was just like, this looks like the visuals that Disney is putting together to put to 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 
reveal a new Beauty and the Beast ride that will be at either Disney World or Disneyland <laughs> right. later this year, right. and this is what you will see when you're sit when you're sitting in a chair going through the ride. And here was That's here how was the big thing that actually bothered me about the BR guest scene. And Ben, stop me if I'm wrong here, but I, I think you'll probably agree with me. I felt like the editing beat was way the fuck off. Yeah, like yeah, it's 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 edited and cut in a bizarre fashion and that's the thing is that the focus and like the scene doesn't know where it's to go because it's such a floaty scene that you can clearly tell that they have some green screen shots of Emma Watson in a chair kind of ducking around and doing some weird stuff and then it's all digital and then the integration is just piss poor and you can tell that there's probably some shots that are just like really bizarre in there too there is and an uncomfortably long shot on mrs Potts oh, yeah. in the center of this yeah. like like 50s oh, water like ballet thing tableau type like thing <laughs> where she's just kind of like staring at you sexily from like <laughs> yeah that was porcelain face about that sequence <laughs> that's bizarre and she like then she like winks at you bizarre. and i'm just like and i was like it's because i don't want Fuck that pot. Oh, <laughs> Don't show me where your spout is. <laughs> oh my god. I don't even, I wanna know where the, the handle is either. Fuck that. No. <laughs> pot related antics this week on the Baby Gang podcast. Um, <laughs> but but seriously, I, I mean I guess that's the thing is like the design takes it out. Like Lumiere specifically is so metal and rigid. Oh, and it bothered like, me so much. Right. And he's I hated so, it. And he's such the effusive center. He's such the French effusive center that gives <laughs> the that only movie French such... accent in the entire movie. Set oh, he's in not French. French. Played by a Scots. But he does a passable one, in my <laughs> opinion. He, he, he wasn't he wasn't the only one. There was there was there was also the feather duster. Oh yes, I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah, yeah. There is the feather duster. But that's always <laughs> Has always bothered me. Why are there British people in Paris? What are they doing there? Well, let's not talk about like how it's like bonjour, bonjour, and that's the only French word the French people know. Yep. <laughs> it's bonjour, like at least, at least, and yeah. I know they have to do the song, but when it happened again, I was just like chuckled. Oh, and it's one of those things. It's like there's no reason getting on it about that because it's, it is an Americanized vision of Paris. Because look, the Eiffel Tower is in the background. I was like, oh yeah, that's that's definitely a hundred, a couple hundred more years before totally that's built up. by that point. That totally existed. <laughs> wait, wait, that's wait, definitely an industrial. Wait, 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 The plague happened during the Eiffel Tower there because. Because I, I only noticed Notre Dame. I didn't notice the Eiffel Tower. Yeah. Maybe. No, I don't think it's in there in the background, but they definitely create it with the with the dishes at some point, correct? Uh, okay. well, at I mean, least I, in I, the I 1991 version, they do. I don't remember that from the. Oh the man, I don't know. Yeah, no, and yeah. that's 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 the other thing too is like that scene is so forgettable. Yeah. No, it was. And that's and that's what's so upsetting because you, you everyone knows like everyone can almost like I bet if I asked you directly right now Bobby you could list off the shots as it goes from the BR guest scene. Yeah. Like and it's just it's so memorable and this is so not and that's kind of the big issue with the design elements for me is it just doesn't and I think it's the issue it's not even the design I mean the design is not great and it's definitely not as movable and they had to do certain things to like get over it um, because it's live action and they're doing things in certain ways but the biggest issue is that the editing pace is off and so you never know where you're supposed to be looking and you can't follow it around and you really can't follow what's happening it looked muddled to me like there was too much there's a lot going I mean, on. Yeah. I'm, I, not to be redundant, I make this point in my article that I wrote in the into the night because I was... Tuscanshed.com so, backslash block. Go check out <laughs> Turner's article. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> but they cut away from the climax of the film, guys. Yeah. They cut away from right. the transformation sequence 
to us looking at it through a window. It was so yeah. useless. <laughs> yeah, why would you that. do that? And also, why that, was it necessary was for him to jump for to be like a 60 yeah. sec, like like a minute and a half, two minute long moment. Right. And it's like, yeah. right. And, and, and just to compare, like I know they go back to the movie, but this is just an anecdote I love, which is that they said that when they screamed beating the beast and it wasn't finished, when they got to the transformation scene, it's literally just line drawings, and everyone in the test screening got up out of their chair and was like, "Yes, mm. yes!" like freaking out, and they're like, "We've never seen people react like that." Right. There is something when you build a moment, and I think right. you're absolutely right, Trevor. They cut it to pieces, and that's the thing is like you, you guys are talking about like how it's like sad when he changes into like a pasty white guy, and I was like, in the original Beauty and the Beast, I really love that moment because you're just the movie builds up to it so much. There's and such the score pace. Great moment. So I just don't there. care about that guy. Oh, no, no, no. I, I mean, I, I don't disagree, but I do think it's like a great Jeez. moment. Yeah. Is my thing like yeah. that transformation and like yes. the way that transformation is done, and that's the other thing too with this. Like, there's so much design they could have lifted. Like, there's that. That moment is about light literally exploding out of the beast and him slowly changing. It is so easy to copy. It's a Doctor Who moment. Sparkles like, falling like, from the sky. I, out I of can do that shit in my garage. Like, this from is not every pore of this man's body. Come on, like, why it's are not we that cutting to a to window? They've been doing that transformation on Doctor Who for like five seasons. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, not, it's you. not hard. I mean, what was so disappointing too is the beginning when they had the sorceress turn from the old woman into the the beautiful sorceress and the light do and the transformation there. That was better than the transformation of the beast in this version and that's yeah. that's disappointing they clearly knew how to do it they clearly could have done it they just cut away to a window because that's better somehow I don't know no and the other thing too is you notice that like Gaston's final shot at the beast had almost two reframes and had this weird beat where it's like you know Gaston betrays him and almost murders him you know after he s- saves him but it's almost it's twice that he shoots him and then it, and then he falls um not even like based on the, the original. It's so good because Gaston like overreaches and falls by himself. And but in this one, it's just like, oh, the stone just breaks. Yeah. yeah and I'm just, just like, what? And I, and I am glad they still killed Seriously. Gaston. I was like, I was like really worried that he wasn't going to get killed or get hit on the head or something really, really stupid like that and actually be gay. That was that was actually like my, that was like I was actually from the word go like terrified something like that was going to happen and LeFou was going to get it because he gets hit in the head and suddenly he's gay. Um <laughs> That was that was actually like what I was like really deeply ennui worried about like, from the go. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm actually, I'm actually Jack, kinda... Jack saw the thick piece in his head. Like I, was, I, I see. I have to admit, like as much as like Sarah is like the character death warning uh, for lesbian characters, like I, I, I just see like ways that like gay characters can be used poorly. <laughs> like, just, like this could happen, guys. <laughs> Wait till next week. I'll tell you what happens with the fucking. I'm married Power Rangers. <laughs> oh God! We didn't talk about the music, really. Yeah. Uh, well, we got to get there. Uh, I've been kind of avoiding this a little bit because I think we're going to have a disagreement, and I, I don't really want to have this disagreement because it's <laughs> it, you know people are going to say it's subjective, and I'm going to say it's not. And I, and I love you guys. I just I don't think it is. <laughs> I think there's a lot of what evidence. What did you think, Jack? <laughs> Emma Watson is heavily auto-tuned. Oh, so I, much. Yes. Oh, my God, oh, yes. Yeah, oh. was, yeah I, could, I could even Everyone hear Everyone agrees. Oh, oh, my God, guys. I was, so, I was so worried. I'm like, what? was going to argue with me? World? And I'm just going to be like, no, I'm not going to let you say on air she's not auto-tuned. Because it's there. God damn well, it. She, was, she I mean, was the worst I mean, singer. The, the one film. that really... In the the way- one that was worse to me was the Beast song because yeah. I actually kind of thought that song was okay, but they 
do this bass thing when they add to his voice, it's probably out of tune as well. And it just sounded so robotic. Yeah. It sounded like and yeah. Emma Watson, when yeah. she's in the tower singing about her mother, she literally full robots. Yeah. Like, for like a couple of seconds. And and it and it's just you can tell because the range she moves from in that time period is beyond human vocals. And there's an article I'll send you guys actually where it talks about like, yeah, no one like Medina and Adina Menzel could not hit that range with that kind of thing. She's auto tuned. Like, and it's, there's, it's just, it leaves something. Here's the secret, the dirty little secret about Disney musicals, the animated ones, they kind of sticked a lot of singers together and they would often like, like uh, the, the most great example is, is be prepared. Half that isn't sung by Jeremy Irons. Half that's sung by a very good Jeremy Irons impression. Uh, you just don't notice because they're so good at it. And so they could kind of Frankenstein the perfect song that is... And I'm not saying Emma Watson was up to test. I don't think he was. But, like, it's hard for almost any singer, in, in a sense. Not that there aren't singers that have done the Beauty and the Beast songs very well. They have, clearly. But it's, it's, a, it's a tough task. And Emma Watson wasn't up to it. Yeah, I, and I think that's the other thing, too, is that they're not degrading the quality of the singers around her was kind of the mistake. And I, and I don't think that's actually a mistake. But, like, especially, like, in some of the earlier sections when she's singing with the townspeople, and I was like, those townspeople, good fucking singers. Like, they're good. Well, and it's like well, Stanley Tucci. No, and, and that's the problem is Luke Evans and, and Josh Gad are Broadway guys. No. You tell. Yeah. yeah. Like, you're like, oh. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's like, the highest quality song in this whole piece is the fucking Gaston song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is actually, in and my like, opinion, that has true. really good like Broadway style dance number that I really enjoy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think uh, the audio like mix percent. in that scene is really bad, though. Was the only thing. Was was my thing. Like, I think like there's some of the the background oh, yeah. noises. I could not hear. Yeah, I had a like, and that's the thing were. is like when they were singing early on, I was like, the quality of the singing was really, know. really good. But like the it like when I started my theater, but was your theater like extremely loud? Yes, it was. It was so loud. yeah, mine was blew my face off, and I and I thought I think <laughs> I was, honestly think it's the mix for the movie. I've gone to Marvel movies that <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! I it was, and I think that's, and I think I honestly think it's a mix problem. Now I want to see somebody else tell me that before I like I like say it like as a fact because I don't know enough to know if it is but like i was like those footsteps are really loud <laughs> like, yeah and i think that was the thing and i was having a hard time you know gad gad's level was like below some of the footsteps and like people would stomp and clap and i was like i cannot hear him very well <laughs> it's like that's <laughs> that's a thing and that's and that's bad <laughs> that's bad in a musical guys and i guess that's the thing is like the damning element to me isn't that like isn't that like they're trying to do things like that's kind of bad i don't think it really works what they try to change up but the damning damning element is that it's just not up to scratch with the original which we always knew was going to be was it was always going to be true but it's just more so than i can really abide in terms of calling it even like a passable adaptation not a passable well yeah a little bit yeah well i just think it's like la la land where once again hollywood has chosen to cast people who look really great but actually don't know how to sing <laughs> yes. look great and yes. can act well yeah yeah, yeah. Yes. I, I, La La Land is probably a better book than this. Like, I don't. I, and I, well, think I mean, that they too, definitely cast Emma Watson in that dress. Yeah, no, you know Emma I mean? Watson like, looks like, like Belle. I mean, she does, exactly. but she can't sing. So yeah, uh, yeah, that's true. We I should just allow people to be like in the seventies, and we just don't. And then I was, you know, metaphorically shedding tears when she sang because it was bad. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I have to admit, before this, I was so upset that you liked it, Sarah, primarily because I honestly, like, imagined this fight 
over music with Ben. And I was like, oh, Sarah will be no, on no, my Watson side, though. Sarah will film. be there. I don't disagree. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. I heard it. No, <laughs> no I'm glad you did. You heard it. I, like, cause I, and, I, and it's fine because like, definitely the first pieces like they that they put in the trailer are her best pieces. Oh, yeah. And they were still yeah, not all- good. Like, I wasn't going in expecting her to be a, a star at the singing, and she wasn't. Yeah, I, and I think that's, I think that's, and that's a selling, oh, man, Jesus Christ, Sarah. <laughs> but I think she's, I think it's, she's gorgeous in the role. Like, I think she fits the she role is. quite well. And also, it's more, it's more about casting because, you know, she's like, she's Hermione. She's a generation of bookworm girls. She's the representative figure for a generation of bookworm girls. Yep. And mm-hmm. Bill is, and Belle is somehow an and, extension of this, a lesser extension. Go ahead, Ben. And Belle was very much, you know, for how problematic the story is, was was praised as a very feminist right. Disney right. uh, princess who had a lot more agency and was her own character. And I think that goes along with the fact that Emma Watson is very uh, pro-feminist and a big advocate and, and, and things like that. So I think her casting this role gives this sort of overall meta quality, you know what I mean? Where it's like, it almost well, lends- we wouldn't have cast like this great feminist, you know, if we didn't try... Right. It almost lends more legitimacy to this film than anything else in it. Yeah, I think. right, right, <laughs> right. In a sense, yeah. And no, and, and the that's only the, reason I was excited for it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I agree, and I think that that's the thing is is I I wanted this film as you know if you're gonna make a piece of art like and if you're gonna adapt an existing piece of art you need to have a point of using it or some way of adapting it to make it interesting, to make me not want to go see the original. And if this one had done a deeper cut on feminism and an incorporation of kind of some of the stuff that Emma Watson has in her public life talked about and making kind of the Stockholm syndrome or fixing kind of the ele- the, the stickier elements of the beast, which is what I thought would happen. Uh, if they had fixed that a little bit better, I could have been more on board with this live action version. I mean, I still, Right, and that's that's why I like Cinderella, the Cinderella remake. I like that one a lot, actually. actually yeah, mm-hmm. give, yeah, because it actually gives like the stuff. <laughs> fucking Bran on, fucking Bran on his fencing scene that he has to have. <laughs> I you just, I mean, you can't, you can't. You made Hamlet, man. You did everything you wanted to do, but you can't let it. You go. can't let it go. You can't let it go. <laughs> like I was like, I was like in the theater, and I was like, of course they're fencing Bran off. <laughs> <laughs> How many chandeliers are there going to be? Oh, right? 20, <laughs> double it, triple it. We need a hundred chandeliers. And the floors must be marble and the railing must be gold. <laughs> no one will pay me to do my opulent Shakespeare movies. I'll make Disney movies. I'll make Cinderella into a Disney movie. <laughs> oh, man. Helen, Helen, yeah. Bada, yeah. Helen Bonham Carter is terribly cast in that role, though. I'm sorry. It was so confusing to me because she was blonde and pure, and it was weird. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that was a weird choice. And she's yeah. talking about the comfortability of glass slippers, and I was like, "Girls are not comfortable. Girls <laughs> <laughs> don't look comfortable at all." <laughs> Sorry, I don't, I don't, I don't care. All right, let's. Uh, is there anything else that you guys want to talk about? Oh man, I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, I think we got to I'm not. Jesus, I'm. Ian McKellen was in this movie. Yes, he was. (laughs) Yeah. By the way, (laughs) so was Emma Thompson. Surprise! It's got a a hell of a cast. It it does. Got a hell of a cast. Stanley Tucci. I know. Stanley Tucci shows up with no teeth at the end. For what that's worth, which isn't enough. I've seen a lot of harpsichords who look like that after the you know all the keys were gone. 
Yeah, yeah, that's a yeah. real thing. <gasps> all right, all right. So let's go ahead and we're just gonna run down the list real fast. We're gonna go ahead and get everyone's score, and we're gonna do this. This is gonna be a lot of math for this week, so I apologize ahead of time. Uh, first up on my list is Peter. Oh, it's me first. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, for as much shit as we're talking about this movie, I'm gonna give it a six mm. because because with as much shit as we're giving it, I think on the whole, I. Th- I think it is like a solid-ish, like live-action adaptation of of like of an animated classic that we all know and love. I don't think I by no means think that it's anywhere near as good, but I do think that it is a solid attempt at a reimagining. Also, also, I'm honestly giving like half a like half a point for for for, for certain parts of the credits because 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 i remember sitting because i tend to like sit through the credits nowadays ever since iron man one ever since iron man one regardless of whether it's marvel or not and i'm just sitting there thinking i want gifts of all of this shit because it, because i don't know it looked it looked it looked pretty to me like, it was, it was really a nice pretty. aesthetic those are well designed credits like. yeah it, it, it was an, it was a nice aesthetic that, 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 they, that they created for the credits when, when they were like like before they started just like the role of names so I'm honestly giving a half point for that. Sorry, <laughs> but yeah, a six. No, you're fine. I, I'm not. I'm not. But look, I, I'm gonna be a hypocrite next week with Power Rangers. So like, I'm literally. If anyone is not giving people shit about their scores this week, it's me. Uh, tr- next tr- up, we I'll got Sarah. Me, if we do Transformers, <laughs> I'll be the ultimate hypocrite. We're gonna be great. It's gonna be you and me next week, man. It's gonna be great. Oh my god, I can't <laughs> wait. Gonna, we're gonna be in trouble. <laughs> everyone's gonna give us so much shit sarah what do you give beauty and the beast i also give beauty and the beast a six especially bearing in mind that i would rate the um the 1991 film hot more highly um i think they did a lot of things well in this one and i think they did a lot of things not well but on the whole i enjoyed watching it for all regardless of all the problems that it had. So that's what, you know, tips it above a five for me. Got it. Uh, next up we have Ben. So watching this film reminded me a lot of watching the Psycho remake from 1998, directed by Gus Van Zandt, which is a literal shot-for-shot remake of the movie Psycho with, like, added stuff you don't need, uh, including Vince Vaughn masturbating. Uh, don't watch the movie. It's oh, um, and it's, it's a very... I had a very similar reaction to when I watched that to go, okay, you did it? <laughs> now what? <laughs> like, I just feel the same way where it's like, you made the movie. Why? Uh, other than money. <laughs> like, but like, I know why. I I'm that. not naive. But I, I, I just got nothing out of it while still being kind of decently impressed that they did it. I, I think the best thing, version of this is that Alison Wilmore, a critic I really like, said it's like sort of like the most expensive viral video you ever saw. Where it's like, you won't believe that Emma Watson and Dan Stevens recreated Beauty and the Beast. Um, <laughs> it has that kind of vibe, but I can't also hate it, so I'm just in this very weird middle zone, which is a five. Where it's like, it exists, it's a thing, okay, <laughs> you, know, you did it. A five. Good job. Good job. <laughs> Good job. Well done. <laughs> Clap, well, clap. Uh, well done, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> if it's something you really needed to do, good job. <laughs> Sorry. Exactly. Uh, Bobby, you're up next. Um, I kind of agree with everyone else. Um, I thought that they added a whole lot of meaningless additions to this movie. I thought the whole thing about the plague and the addition of the abusive father were 
not necessary asides that didn't really add anything to the movie and while they did address the problematic issue of in the 1991 original the sorceress literally curses a 10 year old because he had been beasting around in the castle for a decade and the rose was his uh, supposed to expire on his 21st birthday so real dick move as far as the sorceress goes and they did solve that by just ignoring age altogether Um, but there were still a host of other problems that just weren't really fixed in this movie Um, and I do think they could have done more I was super disappointed with Lafoe Um, you know if you're going to come out and say this is the first openly gay character in a Disney movie then I mean like do more with it don't just kind of be like oh he's gay but like we're only going to make it this teeny tiny moment and then I get to hang my hat on it for forever and please give me a pat on the back now and give me all your money Um, so didn't love that and uh, I really would just like one movie musical where they cast people who can actually frickin' sing just once would be really fantastic. Um, so for me, I, I didn't I didn't hate it. It was an enjoyable movie-watching experience, but I find it to be fraught with issues that were bothering me and kept pulling me out of the narrative during the film. So it's a five for me, too. Damn, girl! <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what that was. Okay. <laughs> Was that racist? I think it might have been racist. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, was, I thought it was homophobic. What? I was going. The was other it? Way. Was it? I don't, I don't know. It's something. It's something. It's it was something. It's, <laughs> it's problematic. <laughs> um, I, I, on behalf of Jack Newman, I apologize. Oh God. <laughs> yeah, everyone should be offended. Um, Jenna, you're up next. I'm going. I mean, I really agreed a lot with what Peter and Sarah had to say. I enjoyed the film. Um, I definitely agree with you, Bobby, but I do think it's like at least a little step forward, which for Disney is saying a lot because for, you know, our entire childhood, it was all like poor white women who needed some man to rescue them, blah, blah, blah. Um, But I mean, it was still a pretty film to watch. I still enjoyed it. (laughs) Um, Snorting, it's great. You broke Peter. <laughs> no, that's not me. That's not me. That's Jack. Jack, Jack I don't know. This is the best part me. of this podcast. Like we just spent an hour talking, and the snorting is going to be the most critical moment right now. So with that, um, huge pat on the back for myself. I'm going to give it a six as well. Okay, I got it. Don't worry. We're good. We need to edit Thank his you, pathetic Jenna, little snorts moment. into an intro that we use for <laughs> forever. Stop oh editing my noises. It's just like some sort of noise bot. Like it's a farts, burps, and snorts. <laughs> I sound like this, like the chitty chitty bang bang. <laughs> Stupid car thing. <laughs> also, that's a super stupid movie. It was on TV the other day, and I was like, "This is so stupid." I fucking love Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. All right, I backed off of Beauty and the Beast, but we will go. If you want. <laughs> yeah, Jack is just the uh, Sarah draws the line. I, 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 I was like the kid catcher. Sarah will die on the Chitty what, Chitty Bang Bang. What, right. <laughs> what the fuck is with the kid? Sorry, I don't. I'm gonna go. Jack is the Chitty Chitty Bang Bang of intestinal issues. Rescue me from my intestinal issues, Trevor. What are you giving it this week? Oh, I'm not the person to do that. Um, <laughs> I, I have indigestion I of my Trevor. own. Some of some of it directly related to uh, my viewing experience of this movie. Quite honestly. Oh man, I'm not even exaggerating. That's uh, that's going to affect my score. 
I'm kind of on the same page with Ben and Bobby as far as it being kind of half a movie and giving him a five. There are moments I enjoyed. It did some things right, but it ultimately has no reason to exist. Um, And the sheer fact that uh, I had to stay up all night writing a review to get a catharsis for my feelings about this movie, which were very negative (laughs) as like the night rolled on and my brain continued to tick, um, brings it down to a four for me. Oof. Uh, three, four, five, six, seven. There's seven cast members. Okay. Divided by that, it's 5.14. Oh, my God. Jack, what did you give it? Uh, Well, I was actually going to do the math to see if I could bring it lower, but I don't think I can by <laughs> taking it away from my score. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. I don't actually do that and save my score always to the end of every cast to see if I can to sway the vote or anything. That never happens, I promise. Um, I'm actually totally kidding. Uh, I give it a four. Um, I, and this has actually been a debate for me, whether a three or a four and kind of some of the other things versus the other th- movies. Um, I'm going to move, I think I am eventually going to go around and move some of the older movies or my most hated movies around a little bit. Uh, I've had a debate with this one. The one movie that I think I've scored worse than this has been, uh, uh like hardcore Henry, which is a mess of a film. And this one, at least like. I guess can string words together like a coherent human being. Um, <laughs> yeah. <just> like a, <laughs> we rated Harker Henry too low, man. We need. To I really, we really need to like drop that shit through the floor. <laughs> like that needs yeah, to be a zero. Really yeah, it's really like because I was like, oh, we'll see something worse than Hardcore Henry. It's a retroactive. Has it worked? Has it happened yet? Yeah. God nope. damn it! And it's been how long? <laughs> it's uh, it's been a yeah. while. It's been a while. Unfortunately, I, I mean, I, I think that's the thing. Is this movie? I am really negative on this movie because, again, it plays off nostalgia, and and it's shitty to me when I recognize. When, here's the thing: I am susceptible to nostalgia, and it's going to happen next week with Power Rangers. Just get prepared. I'm going to be like, Power Rangers is amazing. It's the best movie ever. You all suck. Uh, <laughs> it's going to happen, and that's fine. There's like, no the, way. <laughs> I, I'm a very. I, I, I like own up to like I'm a better critic over time than I am right after I view a movie. But a movie's ability to make me nostalgic when it does with that first three bars. It keeps getting, and that's the thing, this movie kept getting me nostalgic and then ruining it. <laughs> it's like, I had this yin-yang effect where I'd be in the movie and I'd be like, oh my god, this is going to be so great, and it would ruin it. And I'd be like, stop getting me and then making me regret letting you get me again. <laughs> like, it's like, it was this movie's like a fucking tease, and I'm like, fuck you, movie. So I, I definitely aggressively hated this movie. Uh, and I think that I think it is borderline. It's, you know, and as much as I like, I earlier called it cultural vandalism. That's like hyperbolic and terrible. Uh, but to some extent it's, it's, it's cultural emptiness and that it adds nothing to the original. It solves the, none of the originals problems. It, ruins design elements and it's worse sung and that's just that's just what it is and and i love beauty and the beast too but maybe we could do another run where beauty and the beast is is in theaters and we could just watch that <laughs> um i i expect all of you to to remind me to just go watch the original power rangers tokusetsu next week instead of liking the new power rangers so <laughs> i look forward to eating my own words in a week's time right <laughs> I might do the same with uh, Ghost in the Shell. So we'll I know. Uh, I, and I don't even know that I'm going to defend Ghost in the Shell too much. I, I, we'll see. I mean, it's definitely something that could get me. Um, 
man, if there's no haikus in Ghost in the Shell, I'm going to lose my shit, though. Um, <laughs> I'll know. As soon as, as, soon as Scarlett Johansson out. doesn't put any haikus in Ghost in the Shell, I'm going to be like, no, I'm, I'm done. I'm out. <laughs> I will leave that to you to point out if there are haikus, because I am not one who can like immediately just like off the cuff be like, that was a haiku. Five, you'll, seven, five, you'll know seven. if they're doing haikus. <laughs> if they go full Ghost in the Shell, Ghost in the Shell, you'll know they're doing haikus. You're like, what? <laughs> This is fair. And everyone else will hate that movie, and that's why they're not going to do it. <laughs> yeah, if, they, if there's like a, a little 10-minute shot of her on a boat where she doesn't yeah. say anything, I'll be like, wow. Yeah. They committed. They, they, like, com- they committed, they committed hard. <laughs> and, and, and that's the thing. is like I know from a filmmaking perspective, there's no way they will commit hard enough to make me like this movie. No. Like, there's just no way they will do a 10-minute shot of her just in on a boat. Like, just chilling yeah. <laughs> on a boat, you know, like some shots of this, some some shots, some shots of the like the sh- of the shit around her, like like the sh- like the yeah. like the bazaar and like in the 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 really shitty apartments, nothing like that. Yeah. Um. All right, guys. So uh, I guess that's uh, oh fuck, I gotta do math. Uh, that's six six six. That's three sixes. That's uh, <laughs> eight, uh eighteen plus no uh, one two saying. fives ten <laughs> eight. That's uh, 32 uh, divided by 7 is 5.14 something, um, which I'm going to round up to a five, round down to a 5. So overall, the Movie Gang podcast gives Beauty and the Beast 2017 a 5 out of 10. That is probably higher than I wanted to give it, but here we are. <laughs> It's, it's yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> it's the same as we rated the Jungle Book, and I had more fun in this than the Jungle Book. Re- oh, really? Huh. Movie Gang Podcast gives all Disney live action remakes fives from this point forward because <laughs> we don't give a fuck. <laughs> all right, for the Movie Gang Podcast, this has been Trevor Flynn. Good night, everybody. Bobby Pike. Thanks for listening, y'all. Jenna Daggett. Have a good night. Ben Haworth. Dan Stevenson's little pod. Bam! On the outro! Peter Dancy. Yes, Dan Stevens is still hot. And Sarah Becker. <laughs> Catch you later. And I have been your host, Jack Newman. From everyone here at the Movie Gang Podcast, thank you for listening. If you want to head on over to TuscanShed.com, you can head to TuscanShed.com backslash support us. You can help keep the lights on by doing a bunch of free ways, a bunch of free nice things that we're actually offering that you can actually use to help support us. We would appreciate you guys going over there and checking that out. While you're over there, go check out all our associated podcasts, including Geek Space Nine. Animania, Save Point Gamecast, and coming back this year for the six episodes of Game of Thrones, Feast for Bros. So go check out all our other associated podcasts. And while you're over there, check out TuscanShed.com backslash blog, where you can see Trevor's in-depth article about Beauty and the Beast and his personal stomach boiling rage that this movie induced if you want to go have a good read trust me it, it is it is it's worth checking read. out <laughs> it is worth it so go check that out from everyone here again at the tuscan shed media network and the movie game podcast thanks for listening <laughs>